3: The Squareball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will give you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson in a nice shirt today, which you can see on the video version. What is it? France
4: 98? France 98. I'll move my light clear. Close to <laughs> France 98. It was a gift from... Um, when Thierry, I were, Thierry Henry? When I was 1998 age, 14-ish. Um, I did a French exchange thing with my school and this was a gift from my Frenchman. Mm. You can see the sizes of nineties clothing. Was, what was the name of your Frenchman? Was it Pierre? Um he was called Federic. Oh. Federic Durand. You still in touch? Nah. Nah, I think it was one of those they made you write some letters before, but then afterwards. He was he was a nice bloke. Yeah. Lad. Whatever he was. <laughs> was he a bloke? <laughs> 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 <chest on> <laughs> Gro grooming Good God. <laughs> To share a bed, unusual times. <laughs> Did you give him a shirt back? Yeah, some sort of gift. I think I got him a rugby. I think he was into rugby rather than football, which was a bit of an issue because. But he yeah. knew I was into football. That just obviously stuck us together because we're oh, yeah. both like sport. But yeah, and it was obviously the World Cup was in France as well, so it was kind of a kind of a big deal that yeah. Coupe de Mondes, I would say, indeed, and also the shirt because I was put it on and I was like oh this is massive how, how, does this, how is this still too big for me and the, the labels had a little bit cut out of it so you can't actually see what size it is looks like, it's a, like grand, a grand I like, think it's, like, it's a grand yeah. or, a, or even a blue grand <laughs> something like that so a, it's a nice shirt a dart player but it does smell like a charity shop excellent because it's been in a loft for a long time good stuff
3: and Rob you've got a lovely shirt on it's Rob Conlon um, that's our square ball away shirt isn't it even nicer I thought you'd ask if I've been groomed on <laughs> Come I stay clear of this the, just stay careful with the algorithm um, you can buy the shirt on our shop which is at the squareball.net and you can also find we're doing this is the World Cup diary obviously and we're doing our own World Cup the World Butter Cup which is our it's our own following the same format tournament as the real World Cup but we're pitting Leeds players past and present against each other head to head in random categories Yeah, um, and we just we just before this recorded some episodes with Adam Pope that will go out next week which are the group deciders and we got into some fun things i thought i thought it was very funny the the, the highlight possibly when we discussed uh, douglas the trombonian butterman man who used to be in front of the East stand hope he was blissfully unaware of tromboning uh, what was <laughs> if you are urbandictionary.com have a look uh, the squareball.net for uh, for tsb plus as well if you want to uh, if you want to watch those and listen to those episodes for the buttercup and uh, same place for Rob's beautiful shirt as well. The World Cup then. And the charity calendar. And the charity calendar. that f- while you're on ch- there. Yes, yeah. The char- in fact, I think I'm, I'm... It's in the link. I'm pointing down. Mm. It's in the link. Smash a like, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's in the it's in the description for the episode if you want to buy the charity calendar. It's a tenner. All the profits go to the Leeds Cancer Centre, which is great. And it's World Cup chat. This is our World Cup diary uh, where we will talk about the World Cup, the FIFA version. And we are recording. It's Thursday lunchtime now. So there's a game just about to kick off between some people <laughs> uh, but we're here to talk about the stuff that has happened main, mainly Tuesday Wednesday some some highlights
4: in there yeah, I've, not, I've not much to say about Switzerland Cameroon because I didn't watch any of it I think that's the first game I've not seen any of so far in this World Cup I think I've watched at least a bit of all of the games yeah, I listen mm. to it on the
3: radio that's very old fashioned I'm not just on the way in here I mean <laughs> this morning um, yeah but uh, Saudi Arabia beating Germany um, sorry Argentina rather and Japan beating Germany looked like penis ball that the Japanese were playing as well it was all very sort of run around Rush, rush, rush stuff.
1: The Germans like it that way, though, don't they?
3: They were, uh, they were a bit penis bolly as well, weren't they? The Germans, I think.
1: They obviously need Robin Cock in defence. Yeah, I don't know who did start this. I actually missed that game. I've, I feel slightly cursed in that. The last few games I've seen were Morocco nil, Croatia nil, <laughs> Denmark nil, Tunisia nil, and what was the Mexico of Poland. One? No, I missed that one. Oh, you want to
4: the, the get, get the video of that one? It was
1: uh, Canada last night. That was 1-0 wasn't uh, it? against... They, they were very leads, yeah. weren't they? Like loads of
3: fun, They were quite bielser leads, weren't they? Loads of attack in play, loads of chances, couldn't score. Jonathan David up front It's what we could have had. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Look what you could have been won. And a
4: really old man in defence. It's good to have stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I like stuff like that that happens at World Cups when a, a smaller nation qualifies and there's some guy who's just been there forever. And they're like, yeah, fine. He's, he can still play, even though, even though he's... I think you 39 39 years yeah. bloody hell what did you make of Rasmus playing he was effectively sort of right midfield wasn't he
3: for, uh, for Denmark because they had a back three and he was pushed further forward they were pretty uh, Denmark struggled in that game didn't they Tunisia I thought were the better team um, it was almost the game that people had forecast for the England-Iran game wasn't it a bit of a grind mm, but people have been tipping Denmark as sort of dark
1: horses and then that game was pretty rubbish Tunisia probably should have won Rasmus was
3: alright he got booked for tackling someone's boot off mm. which was nice <laughs> Yeah, caught a man's foot a bit, didn't he? There was not, he didn't even stand on it. He just took his boot off. Didn't even yeah. book for it. They're Quite bit, skilled, really. Yeah, yeah. No no laces, though, I don't think. Do they? They've got the slip-on ones. Which is why I wonder, you know, when they're treading on each other's feet by accident and they're all leaping up in the air, whether they need some good sturdy leather. Football boots don't have laces anymore. A lot of them are slip-on.
4: It's all right?
3: Like not, a loafer. I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not playing at this yeah. World Cup, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not far-off glorified socks. They're so lightweight now, yeah.
4: Were those stone, so, stone Island boots real? I saw some screenshots go around of someone... <laughs> And some Stone Island football oh, boots, and I was like, "They can People aren't actually playing in these, are they?" This, 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 this is, is the new Eng- to me.
1: Is it the England supporters that are wearing? Them? Yeah.
4: <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's hard to know what's real and what's not. <laughs> sometimes. I mean, along
3: with um, like Spain seven 0 against Costa Rica, the England game sort of one, one of the highlights. no kind of the the with form highlights, if you like, of the tournament so far. The obviously standout ones are um, the Saudis beating Argentina and Japan beating Germany. But in terms of what you'd expect from the heavyweight sides. It was quite entertaining, wasn't it? It was nice to, to watch England in a in a more relaxed manner than feeling stressed by because we getting up for that at of road.
4: Yeah, definitely. And the, the Spain game was it was fun in terms of just to see someone scoring some goals, but the mm. Germany, Japan's probably been the the best actual game so far, I would say. I watched
1: um the first half of the Spain game and was it three 0 no, they were winning mm. at halftime a final? Uh, I think they'd scored with all their shots. And they did you did think bloody hell, these look good. And then it went to half time and it was Keane or Soonas just going yeah but look at the state of Costa Rica <laughs> you think, oh,
4: well I was enjoying that actually <laughs> yeah he just wanted him to be defensive didn't he basically it was like you can't play like this I mean that's, that's what Soonas says about everything
3: you
4: mm. need to be more physical they're not up for the fight <laughs> that's what, that's his, his basic get out for and everything
3: Soonas and Roy Keane had a bit of an argument didn't they that was fun did you see that and Joe Cole sat there <laughs> in the corner going have you seen that scene in Breaking Bad when he's, when he's drinking the water around the table going oh, I love his eyes Oh, it's, like, it's like when
4: Moscow comes in in a mood and we just sit there <laughs> going oh no he's cross. <laughs>
3: Dad's going to shout again
4: <laughs> Have you seen anybody you want to sign so far? Um, every left back and every striker <laughs> <laughs> actually not not anyone from none of Canada's strikers well, do, you, do you know what I'm saying that there was a Canada striker I've
1: forgotten his name now but he was very tricky he would beat a lot of players get towards goal blaze it over like brilliantly over <laughs> as well like miles <laughs> over I did think I'd fit right in it <laughs>
3: Uh, it was Sosa, wasn't it? It was the, the left back for Croatia. You see him? Is he the one I'm thinking about? Don't know. Just say yeah and say you yeah. want him. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: let's have him. Feed the joke. Feed the joke.
3: Yeah, it's been all right. I've 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 enjoyed it.
4: It's got going a, a bit,
3: hasn't it? To a point, yeah, that the football is becoming more more dominant, I think, versus the other stuff. The other stuff is persistent and I'm glad it is as well because it's an absolutely grubby tournament, In it, the whole thing?
4: Yeah. It's, the thing is, when you're watching a good game and the stadium is at least mainly full, you can kind of get into it I think that first game, because of the quality of it being so dire and the fact it was an empty stadium, it just had such an Emirates Cup pre season feel to it. It was like, no one gave a fuck, is what it felt like. Whereas as it gets more into it, and it feels like there's been a bit of atmosphere at some other games. So, but I mean, yeah, it's obviously it's because still shit. It's,
3: it's because it's not football as we recognise it, is it? it? was You went to Germany in mm. 06, and, you know, Germany is, is a, it's a hotbed of football, isn't it? You're going to go in there, you know, you're in a football ground. Whereas this is going to be a, a huge novelty to of people in the Middle East who have really consumed high level football as a TV program and as a video game for a lot of their lives so it's, it's going to be a vastly different experience isn't it I'm really as I said before on the previous World Cup diary I'm mindful that we as Europeans and Western Europeans and all this you know people who invented the game and all that we're not we can't be the gatekeepers for everything that's not to say the tournament should be in Qatar but like I've looked at for example like the Tunisian fans um, Moroccan fans as well and you're thinking World Cup there would be good Mm. If you're going to start spreading it around a little bit in actual traditional football nations, because I think part of the problem is that everything's been too close in this one.
4: Yeah, well, it's not. There's not enough people to to really be a, <laughs> no. for there to be, and there's not enough there's not enough people and not enough cities for it to be feel like a normal World Cup because it's but normally part of the vibe you get from a World Cup is that you kind of go, oh, we're in Leipzig and there's a bit of history to this place, and oh, we're in Munich now, and it'll move around and there's there's interesting stories associated with it. Whereas this is always like here's a new stadium we built, fuck knows what we're going mm. to do with it afterwards. It's weird to know how to feel, because I've probably
1: watched more than I was expecting and I've enjoyed parts of it. And then, like you say, there are games where you see like a half-empty stadium and the quality's crap, but then part of me is thinking, good, I kind of want it to be shit. <laughs> and, but, and it, but it's hard to know like, oh shit, what am I meant to enjoy this? Or? Mm. Yeah, it's weird to know. Where it's like in the, um, the opening game, the Qatar game, when there was the mad uh, VAR decision at the start, I was, part of me was thinking like, God, Imagine if they win it, <laughs> and, it, and it, that would just almost be
4: like, It's too bit, Hollywood, isn't it? But it'd
1: be almost good because then it'd be like, Oh, look how obviously corrupt it all is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it, it's a strange one of knowing where to pitch you almost.
4: That Qatar side, thankfully, look too shit to even win it by cheating because mm. they need to be awarded penalties, they're gonna have to get the ball in the box at some point, <laughs> which they did like once, didn't they? I think, <laughs> against uh, in that opening game. So yeah, I think I think that's looking, looking relatively safe, and the thing is, it's You've got to almost disconnect sometimes what's happening with it because, like, seeing how happy Saudi Arabia were with winning that game and what that means to them as a nation, and like what that is in their history of watching their football team. It's good. It's good to watch a man taking a door off to celebrate, <laughs> <laughs> as you saw in uh, other videos. And and likewise, you know, for the Japanese fans, it's a it's huge, huge moment for them to win these games. And it's it's nice to watch people being made having happy nice by football yeah. and equally to watch some people be being miserable by football because that's part of it as well is that you you know Argentina fans are probably turning up to that thinking oh, like," and having watched the first half probably thinking oh, we should be like 3-0 up here we'll, we'll piss this second half put a foot down a bit football isn't it and then stuff like that happens and you think oh, it's quite fun <laughs> even though even though I'm not exactly um, a supporter of Saudi Arabia as a country but you know so Newcastle fans will be pleased that's the old, the old joke in it, yeah, it but, um, yeah, I, I, it's nice to see some upsets
3: what well, he made of the punditry as well uh, I mentioned before the Suness versus Keane contra-tomps in the studio which can't remember which game it was but they were they were getting annoyed at whatever weren't they the, it was the bundle of the penalties that was it was given. Argentina mm.
4: Saudi Arabia wasn't yeah.
3: it do you know what I've
1: not actually watched that I saw it going mad on Twitter and I just thought I don't need to see Roy <laughs> Keane and Graham Souness sort of shouting at each well, other Souness he's is so
3: funny is like he's like a dog with a bone sometimes or some stuff like Roy Keane you almost seem as a bit of a pantomime villain when he's on the telly, and he, he almost plays up to his personality. Not that I'm convinced he could be any other way than he is. But Soonis is almost, it's almost like pathological with his with his hatred and his annoyance of some stuff. Like they were doing some analysis, I think it was one of the games yesterday, but they were doing some analysis of the England game, and because the news had come through that Harry Kane's likely to be all right for the mm-hmm. USA game on Friday tomorrow, which we'll get onto in a minute. And Soonis was furious that saying, "This is a guy, you know, he's." He's, he's rolled his ankle before. We know he's got ankle problems. Take him off. These players need saving from themselves. Thanks, Graham. And they moved on to somebody else. And then they come, what do you think about that, Graham? Well, he save saving <laughs> from himself. And, he, and, he, and not, he made the same point three times. Mm. And you just like, Graham, you've said that.
4: Makes it hard for the host as well. When they're like, yeah. we're trying, we're trying desperately to talk about something else, Graham. Well, it's like, if you ever listen to like radio
3: phone-ins, and obviously in my past life, having done radio, I, used, I always used to pre-record my calls. But when they're doing live phone-ins like that, you know that when the caller, if you listen to BBC Radio Leeds after a game, for example, as soon as the caller starts repeating themselves, or 606, for example, on Five Live, they'll start repeating themselves make the same point again but in slightly different words. The call will always get binned mm. because you know, they've run out of things to say. Soon as they did it three times, like <laughs> you can't just kick him out of the studio, can you? But um, McCoyst, I've enjoyed watching as well. Ali McCoyst, as a co-commentator, who, was it the Germany-Japan game mm. that he did co-coms on? And he said, what an honour it is to be here. And you thought, do you know what? That's what you want to hear. Yeah. And You've heard some of them in the past, like who was it who famously always sounds like it can't be asked? Mark
4: Lawrence and always <laughs> said like Lee Dixon as well. someone said it was about Danny Murphy, <laughs> but I saw I think I retweeted it because it made me laugh. But someone said he's got he's got the air of a lifeguard at a um, a lifeguard at an inquiry or something. <laughs> an inquest. Just sounds really sorry for himself. Like, Yes, mistakes were made.
3: But Ali McCoy absolutely loves it, no matter who it is, he's really well-researched, has a great time doing the job that he clearly loves, because he can't play anymore, so what's the next best thing is to commentate about it. It's the, Yeah, it is the enthusiasm. It's like, oh, this man
1: enjoys what he's doing. Mm. And also he seems <laughs> to have a soft spot for Leeds, which is nice as <laughs> well. I
4: that? wonder if that's why I enjoyed the, why I'm considering Germany-Japan to be the highlight, because he made it enjoyable. He made it into a big event, it happened, whereas, yeah, you can imagine Danny Murphy have just been going, well, Germany are going to be Really having to look at themselves after this. This is gonna this is gonna be um, this is gonna not land well there. They need to look at the defence, they need to look at the defensive structure, they've been just doing that, whereas McCoist was like, Brilliant, Japan have scored. <laughs> but you've been Murphy spotting, you're on Murphy watch.
1: There was a a really nice Twitter clip of him. I think it might have been from Gary Lineker, but it was the it must have been the BBC pundits sort of working out in the gym and there was Micah Richards and Rio Ferdinand, quite buff blokes, it's fair to say. And then he just panned to the side and there was Danny Murphy signing a little <laughs> weights machine.
4: It's looking like a grey old man. Real <laughs> yeah, Fernand's got even bigger antlers since retiring. He's like, is he hench as the kid? Yeah, I don't know if he's if he's on the rides right. for the first time <laughs> ever. No, he's not. He's allowed to be. He's not. He's not. He's not playing.
3: Let's, is let's, he? let's hope he's not. Uh, let's talk about England USA. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners slash viewers. That's today, I think. Okay, Thursday isn't good. it? Tomorrow is Black Friday, which is um, when everyone goes out shopping. I think. It's been.
4: A, I remember Black Friday first came in and it was like, it was a day, and now it's been on all month, hasn't it, mm. weirdly? Yeah, I
3: actually thought it was last week, so I started to get
4: emails about it <laughs> yeah. ages ago. I've been buying
3: stuff, yeah, buying stuff on, uh, on Amazon for about a week now. Uh, how do you fancy this one's going to go? It's going to be a tasty little matchup, this, isn't it? Because we've got like emotional investment in both sides of this, obviously being English, but you obviously want to see how like Tyler Adams gets on, um, Aronson as well.
4: Mm. Bonus for England that Maguire might be out. <laughs> That's mean. etc that, that is mean. And we get Ben White potentially as a result of if, Will
1: it be Eric Dyer? It was pretty disperting you seeing Eric Dyer replace him <laughs> the other day, wasn't it? Give us Ben White. Come on. Yeah,
4: give us Ben White. would be more fun, wouldn't it? But yeah, I think England will win. USA looked pretty crap in that second half, I have oh, to say. Americans will be on your like. They did. Uh, yeah. Americans Americans are the bonds of, who've been saying it the most. They were furious with that second half, from what I can see it, of them.
3: It did make me laugh
1: seeing a lot of American fans on Twitter moaning about the halter sort of not making changes and just sitting on the game well I know a guy for you
3: <laughs> we, want, we want someone like Jesse Barsh in charge instead <laughs> uh, so yeah which fixtures are you you've got your eye on Then we've got a list of them here just in front of us on the sheet because um, I think we're going to come back what Monday or thereabouts to see how this all pans yeah. out and we've got Wales Iran as well not forgetting that one on, on Friday which is that a must win for Wales and how do you fancy they're going to get on Dan James striking his way to uh <laughs> It's a qualification. I felt really
1: sorry for him the other day. Like he's just spent a year playing out of position up front and then he gets to the World Cup. It's like,
3: right, Dan, you're leading the line. Go on, mate. What makes people think he can do it? <laughs> it's it's almost like a school level thought, isn't it, of like put the quick kid on the wing, but he's not mm. on the wing. They're doing it up front, like maybe trying to play like like catching people on the break, like the low block stuff.
4: Yeah, because we've seen I mean we've seen it more than anyone, Dan James struggling to play up front.
3: Yeah, people still persist with it. Is he sort of is he playing off the striker or is he playing as the striker? I mean,
4: they didn't, in fairness, in that first half, when he was on, Wales appeared to be not playing with anyone up front. Seems to be the the gist of it. It was just everyone. I don't know if Dan James was meant to be up front, but like as a holder, keep their defence high up and then leg it over the top. But they never did it, mm. so I don't know. I think I think he was playing up front, but it was <laughs> it was basically impossible to tell because they never had the ball. And when Dan James did have the ball, he just did that run into a corner and pass it backwards thing, which we've seen. Many times. Kiefer Moore made him really a lot better, which seems odd to say. Do you reckon he'll start maybe against Iran? I would say so. They need to win, don't they? Yeah. They've, got, they've got to beat Iran. It's got to be the target. So, yeah, I think they'll probably play an actual striker. It's the Missing world, Tyler Roberts, of course.
1: It's the World Cup, isn't it? You want that novelty
3: of like a freakish player. I suppose yeah. they tried it with Dan James, just like the little quick lad. It's like, mm-hmm. now get the massive guy up front. So yeah. before we get round to the England-USA game tomorrow, we've got Brazil-Serbia. Tonight, Thursday night, first glimpses of Brazil. They're always fun at a World Cup, aren't they? Always look forward to watching Brazil. Rafinha, maybe?
4: Still, that sort of, isn't it? As a, as our Ghana because of Tony Eboa playing for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Twenty like, odd years ago, they'll always they'll always be my my African team. I always I always <laughs> root for those guys. Think of Tony going mad in his hotel, uh, celebrating a win. Uh, we don't really have much Leeds news, do we? It's all been relatively quiet. There've been some links to transfers, like the
3: links to Charles the Catala resurfaced. <laughs> about Leeds apparently saying keep us posted if you don't want him then we'll have him for a knockdown price presumably yeah now he's rubbish loan to buy we can fix him bring him in we can fix him I was um, hoping that he came off the bench for Belgium last night Mm. just to see that he's a real footballer because he only sort of exists in my imagination as like a a clickbait headline I did enjoy um, Kevin De Bruyne essentially rejecting the uh, Man of the Match trophy I was like what have you given me this for is it just because I'm called Kevin De Bruyne did he get it? yeah he wasn't very good. No, and he's, he's what he said. He said, <laughs> right. I, didn't have, I didn't have a great game. I know. Oh, how How is it decided
4: that? Was it on a. I don't know. Is it a vote? Is it a sponsor's pick? Maybe they're letting Budweiser do it after all the shenanigans I, with them. Do they still do this at Leeds? Probably not. I think it's probably a vote somewhere now. But in the old days in the program, the, the sponsor used to pick man of the match, didn't he? It? So yeah. it'd be like, here's Gary from Tony Scaffolding Skips Company, whatever, and yeah. he thinks Gary McAllister was man of the match. And it was basically one, one fella's choice. Yeah. Completely arbitrary. He could just be like, I like him. I want to meet Noel yeah. so, <laughs>
1: so he's mad of the match it used to be who I wanted to meet yeah. in the post-match <laughs> thing
4: wasn't it so yeah um, but yeah, Belgium was shit I was quite pleased with that I'm quite pleased to see that some of the good teams are actually rubbish because I kind of thought Germany and um, Argentina would be good and then I know Belgium did win but they were still rubbish there was still time for these teams to get good that's the point you know you can't read too much into one, one defeat no I suppose you? not got to be careful with all that but still like Canada are not, not a great side are they well I didn't think they were well there's
3: the surprise element isn't there whereas you, you think whoever faces Canada next might be equipped differently to deal with it because they've seen how they played mm. so they've got a bit of data they can refer to about did how also, they're going to
4: approach the tournament It did also make me think of um, Martin, some people were suggesting we could get Martinez after the World Cup as well as a replacement for Jesse No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that <laughs> Cannot organise a defence Never could <laughs> Well there
3: you go I think that just about wraps up the World Cup diary for now doesn't it? Um, unless there's anything else you want to add? Mm. Don't think there's much Tell us more about your book in France
4: <laughs> um it was weird because you can't obviously in in france they you're in a grand man aren't you're off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, sounds yeah, weird <laughs> yeah you had to go off to the building site every day did it I mean, come on i had to be tethered um no it was just weird because obviously like in france they do languages properly yeah and in england you'd learn like to say you've got a, a pencil sharpener a yeah. guinea pig and yeah. you've got turn left whatever, to get to the town hall. That sort of stuff. So yeah. when, it, conversationally, as of having done like two or three, three years of French at this point, you fuck up, absolutely fuck all you, <laughs> so you can't say anything. So you get do- dropped into a household full of French people and they speak to you in French and you go, can we just do English because you're all good at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it was Je ne pas? so it was basically me speaking slower English for a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which you can do that on holiday, can't you? Yeah, it was a fucking nice house. Yeah, I have to say, when was it a chateau? It would, It pretty much was. It was a huge place in the countryside. It was lovely. Then, I mean, the reason it was in it was in Castles Cast. I don't know how you pronounce it. C A S T T R E S, which was twinned with Wakefield because of geographical reasons. And then, <laughs> well, yeah. And then you looked around their town, and it was this, it was a really beautiful town. All these houses on the river and stuff. And this poor like, boy being shipped. This poor man being shipped over to. And then you think it's not. It's not much like Wakefield. <laughs> have, they, have you got a comet? We've got a comet. <laughs> Tandy Comet doesn't even exist anymore, does it? No, it doesn't anymore. Uh, there we go. Oh, well, thanks for that, Michael. Appreciated it. It's a nice town, though. If you want to go somewhere Wakefield. To... to Wakefield to <laughs> Wakefield,
3: yeah. you're going to show people around. Well, there you go. That wraps up the uh, the World Cup update for now. We'll be back on probably Monday Yeah to round things up again for you, and we'll speak to you then.
1: The Square
2: Ball Podcast.